Welcome to the Sano Genetics Podcast. I'm Patrick, the co-founder and CEO of Sano. Our guest today on the podcast is Dr. Lasse Fulkerson. Lasse is a scientist at the St. Hans Hospital in Copenhagen in Denmark. In addition to his research into psychiatric conditions, Lasse runs a very cool website called ImputeMe or Impute.me, which allows people who've already done genetic testing from a company like 23andMe or AncestryDNA to upload their data and learn more about themselves using a technique called imputation and polygenic risk scores. It's really great to have you on the podcast today, Lasse. Thank you, Patrick, and, and thank you so much for inviting me. So would you mind just telling us a little bit about your research background and why you decided to start Impute Me in the first place? Right, yeah. So I, I am a geneticist, and I've been working in that since uh, 10, 10, 15 years. And so uh, in the field of genetics is, of course, many things. For me, I, I've been, been very, very much involved in all the, the genome-wide association studies. Uh, and, and that has a lot of implications for what we're going to talk about today, because it's that, that that's what you do for common disease, right, as opposed to genetics of a family with a rare rare disease going from one gene to and you know what gene that is so 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 that that that's my background uh doing these genome-wide association studies but it also kind of motivates why now i'm interested in in in, in actually using them for, for something for a person for user yeah so would you mind just explaining to everybody what a genome-wide association study is so a, a genome-wide association study, that, that's actually very easy to, to explain. You take a, a bunch of people who has one trait that could be a disease, say schizophrenia, uh, and then you compare that to a bunch, and I mean a bunch like hundreds, hundreds, of, thousands. hundreds yeah. of thousands of people. And then, then you go snip by snip, genetic variation by genetic variation, and ask, is this more frequent in the cases than in the controls? And that, that's it, actually. So so, But it's it's... A little bit of a technological thing that that happened about ten years ago that we could do it before we couldn't, and it's also a little bit different that, than what you say more classical linkage this, uh, linkage genetics where you go like this is how it goes in the family. It right. doesn't find stuff where like you have the mutation, you have the disease for sure. It's more more statistical, more modulations of risks so on so forth. Right. And that makes the communication really challenging sometimes, yeah, right? Because yeah, it's yeah. not you have it or you don't, but um, it's a risk. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, along that thread, do you, could you give us some examples of what things are actually very well predicted by um, some of the findings from genome-wide association studies and, and which things are actually still very difficult to, to predict? So I think it's, it's good to say when, when we have this genetic expectation everything is poorly predicted compared yeah. to say, say some monogenic disorder we sequence you we find it here now we have to answer everything is more poorly predicted than that but but for sure we're, we're better at some stuff than, than others I, I work in in mental disorder research myself so i'm going to quote most of the examples from there to give an example the schizophrenia uh, awful disease uh, highly heritable right uh, also well investigated there the polygenic risk scores meaning how well can we use this they don't even close to stand up to a monogenic disorder but they're starting to be some glimpse of hey you can maybe soon ish use this whereas another uh, big mental disorder such as depression not so heritable mm, we are getting there with the genome-wide association studies uh, they're big right now but it's not like aspic, no. It's like, very it's, like right? it's, it's like you can almost not say anything about it. 
Yeah, we had um, Catherine Lewis, who you work with on yeah, a previous yeah. episode, and, and she yeah. said that if a direct-to-consumer test tells you they're going to predict whether you have depression or not, you should uh, you should stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you mentioned in your explanation there a polygenic risk score, and that's something that you, you do a lot of work on. Do you mind explaining what that is to people who don't uh, maybe aren't familiar with the term? Yeah, sure. So it's, it's, it's a fancy fancy name for, for the actually very obvious idea that, that if you have a lot of genetic variation, uh, many different uh, mutations, SNPs, um, well, then you just sum it up and, and give it right. a score. That, that's it. It's... Um, it, it seems trivial to say it like that, but I think it, it's worth putting a lot of, of words on that, and, and it's, it's a lot of, of my motivation also because it's, it's a new thought still in the, in the world of, of consumer genetics and, and personal uh, genetics because um, I, I, think, I think maybe it's just a history thing that, that you, you so often read in the media, you have the gene for this or you have the gene for that, and maybe that's true for some of those rare inborn diseases, but it's just basically for any disease that you know the name of, that that's not going to be it. The world is too complex, right? It's, 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 it's a sum of a ton of different effects, many are environmental. And yeah, not so surprisingly, actually, many different are genetic as well. Right. So to one of the examples, I think, uh, so we can take on Impute Me, for example, you you show predictions of people's height based on their genetics, right? Do you know how many different uh, genetic positions are involved in, in height? It's probably uh, thousands, it's, right, it's, at this it's point. Thousands, ten thousands. It's like, and it's, it's an Everything. number. And it's also like a little bit of a fluid border, like where do you set the god of? Uh, but yeah, I don't remember the number. I think it's right. 10, but the, the predictions of that are actually getting pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. So you, but it's, it's a, I guess it's a, it's because it's a trait that's measured in everybody in every single study that's ever done, right? So you have uh, millions of people where you can try to predict their height from genetics, right? Exactly that. And then also that height is very heritable. That, that helps a lot. So. Right. Yeah. So same with BMI, I guess, as well. It's also pretty good. But, um, but yeah, I think schizophrenia and depression, there are now hundreds of different um, SNPs that are associated. And, and each one might add... Mm. one or two percent to your risk right mm. and so that what the score that you describe basically does is say you might have uh 55 snips that push you in one direction and 45 in another and you add the amount that they push you and you basically come out with a a net positive or negative right is that yeah that, about that's right that's exactly that and i think to all listeners out there that that are dappling a little bit in in personal genetics i, th I think this is this is so important because there's so many uh, apps out there analysis platform that i i just feel they don't get this and then you have these poor people discussing on facebook or reddit or whatever going i well, well i have i had 13 risk snips for schizophrenia and then i had two 10 good ones Oh no! Oh, oh yes! I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Like you have to sum it up, right? You have to figure out how many goods, how many bads, and that—that that is what a polygenic risk score is essentially. Yeah. So, so talk me through impute me. How did you decide to start it, and who's it for? <laughs> it started out, and I'm not kidding you. It started out as a personal project for my right. family. I was just so interested in. Actually, in I think I, I read somewhere your whole—you've gotten genetic tests for your whole family or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, right? Yeah, How many yeah, people yeah. is it? 
Uh, it's it's uh, all living uh, all uh, living focusings focusings up from my daughter, uh, my only child at the time, uh, and 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 it it became kind of like this infatuation. I want I want right. to find out about her. And it's nothing medical, by by it was just it it she's half Chinese. Uh, and people kept asking me, she doesn't look very Chinese. And right. I still wanted to give it. So you, now you have proof. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even sure I got proof, but it, it like one thing took another and 23andMe was, was starting up at the time. Right. Uh, that's good. Well, and the, and the interesting thing about the, you see, even a simple statement like she's half Chinese, there's a, a lot of debate going on around the ancestry testing because what does that even mean? You know, your, your most recent ancestor is from China, but you know, maybe they came from somewhere else in the world. Exactly, so, so exactly. what's, uh, what does it even mean is, yeah, is the question. Exactly. I think that the whole, the whole um, box of ancestry, uh, personal genomics is something that's really big. And I think, you know, it, it drives a lot of the sales, I think of, of, of the testing companies for me, I, there was, there was a, a question, but it, it was never really the motivation. I'm, I'm more interested in the health genetics and, and right. the, the polygenic uh, scores of, of com common complex disease. So, so you started this um, out of personal interest, basically, I, I, and, I and then realized that lots of people actually had that same interest. I, I did. And I, actually, it started, it started because of hair color. Uh, and hair color is just actually, when it comes to it, just actually pretty nice example of a polygenic trait that there is these okay if you have that snip you certainly you will be a you, you will be dark haired if you have the two alleles from say asia but everything else is a palette right and 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 i like that already there when i said that hair color is a palette people go yeah of course it is it's, it's yeah important. but they also get how a palette is is mixed up by many colors and many different tubes well there you have it that's many different genetic variations so it's right. a very very easy to explain uh, setup and then you can say okay so everything you just got about hair color it's a palette of many snips puts you in many different direction more red less red more dark less less dark hey you know what it's the same with a complex that's interesting yeah so even something like uh, that d depression or schizophrenia you could think of it as it's a, a palette of different changes maybe on an on a cellular level there's something happening in your in your brain that is palette like and that it eventually manifests as something much more complicated yeah interesting and you actually do have the you have the hair color palette on the site right because I've, I've used it and i think i noticed that it will tell you it'll give you the best guess of uh, of what your hair should look like based yeah. on your genetics it's the most, uh, it's still on. Sometimes I feel like I should remove it because it, it really, really illustrates when you're wrong. But right. you know, I like that. I'm, I'm okay with, with people having uh, laughs at Twitter about, hey, you have a redhead and I'm not. But yeah, you know what? That's going to happen for, for, for a disease prediction, prediction as well. So, so why not? Yeah, well, and I think what I really like about your approach is the, the very top of every prediction says, it's almost self-deprecating in a way where you say, by the way, none of this we're really good at predicting. So this is for your interest only. Don't, uh, you know, don't expect this to be perfect for your hair color. We're going to give you the best that recent yeah. science has to offer, but it's not. Um, yeah, and, and you're giving it for free so people can't complain, I guess, right? Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so people, how does it work? People can basically go on the site. It, it only is for people who've done testing already, right? And they can yeah. upload data and, and have a basically a huge amount of new information to play around with. 
Yeah, so the idea is that there is all these direct-to-consumer uh, companies, 23 and me, and should come my my hair church. I shouldn't forget any, but there's a lot yeah, of there are about 300, I think, something like that. And and but uh, most of them, they but the far majority, they sell microarray, genotyping microarray, and, and that little detail, you know, you know yourself, it's it's often lost in translation. People just go, it's a gene test, right? Uh, uh, and and that's fine for ancestry uh, research, probably. Um, and and then you have on the other side, you have the the medical doctors who who work with clinical genetics and they they don't like that of course because a microarray does not pick up a rare mutation right and f for me i actually think like if you ever were going to use a, a microarray in health well then you should use it in common disease because hey those are the ones that are actually governed by by multitudes of common SNPs, such as we have them from the genome-wide association study so, so for me it seems like a, a more obvious choice to use microarray for and then we will as technology pr pr proceeds right then then dna sequencing will take hopefully take care of the, <laughs> the yeah so so when people upload their microarray data it, it automatically gets imputed do you do you mind explaining to people what imputation is it's a um it's yeah, a yeah. yeah go ahead so so the idea is that uh one of the one challenge i can see in in many other hill sites that attempt to do this is the many different formats used by the, the many different consumer companies. It's so maybe 23andMe measured that SNP and maybe Ancestry.com measured they that other right. SNP. And it's like it's hard to 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 uh, to get into something useful and people just go like, well, okay, so I'm, it's not measured. What can I use it for then? Um, but then then some smart people who are not me, uh, they they invented a, a method called imputation, uh, genetic imputation, uh, and, and what it does is that it it uses the fact that we know so much about human ancestry that that even though uh, I might not have measured like large segments of my DNA, then then I can I can guess that okay I'm I'm probably from from this or that lineage of, of humanity, quite detailed actually. And then I can fill in the blanks to some degree of, of certainty. And and it's not gonna be as as good as the per, uh, as the direct measurement, but it's gonna solve that whole big uh, big problem that is that if you want to just be able to accept uh, data from any any microarray type, well you've got to have some level of standardization because otherwise you will end up with well all 23andMe users they scored really high for diabetes, whereas the same data coming from, from right. My heritage users scored low. Could be that different. Would be really, that would be really awful, right? Uh, so it's it's a fancy technique, but it's really just meant to fill in the blanks and standardize between different uh, direct-to-consumer testing companies. Right. So you get kind of the same standardized output no matter what you put in, but you also get way more information, right? Because it uses, yeah. like you said, the the uses a lot of whole genome sequence data where you know all the gaps in between exactly. And, exactly. and kind of fills in the blanks. I've, I've heard it explained before. It's like if you have a book that you know really well, um, if somebody were to tell you just a few, a few word, one word every hundred, then you could you could fill in the blanks if if you happen to know the book really well and you can tell which chapter it was from. For example, if you just had a few snippets of different sentences. Um, yeah, I like that. It's a, a, it's I, a, I, 
it's a like, it's a stretch isn't it <laughs> no I, I like the analogy i would like to add like it, it's kind of like the crucial piece of information you would have to get that you have to detect is what language is the book uh, written in as well because that's how right. we fill in the blanks otherwise it wouldn't make sense and yeah that, yeah absolutely essentially um imputation as a technology and it's, it's virtually used in in every single modern genome-wide association studies uh today um but but for the individual user, it, it is really just a, a standardization measure to, to to make sure that you can you can at least to some degree compare if you came with data from twenty three and me or my heritage, and that's it. Right, and so so to take it back to the beginning, you you originally started the site for yourself and your family, and then what made you decide to say actually let me open this up to the world? Did you did you tell people about it and they just said actually that would be really interesting for me as well or how did that go? I, 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 first I want to thank a few um, uh, enthusiastic users in yeah. the beginning that like just you know nerds like me who heard about hey this is really useful and could you do like this and then then it sort of become like yeah, well, people can use this. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that as well. But in, in a bigger picture, I also want to say, for me, I have been following a lot this, this debate about um, uh, regulation of, of, of personal genetics, right? Uh, and, and I do have, have some opinions that I, I, I always felt it was maybe not so smart for the greater good that we limit what can be said because as happened you know for example 23 and me got this fda warning letter saying no no you can you cannot you cannot say this or that and, right and and unfortunately what happens i think even though it was never the intention is that it, it kills all the serious players and leaves the less than serious players and and nobody wins from that yeah, I think I've heard I've heard you. I, th I think you mentioned this maybe in the. I saw you give a presentation once that often people make the argument that if you give people this information, um, they may not know what to do with it. But all you have to do is Google genetic testing depression, genetic testing breast cancer, and you'll find plenty that's out there, right? So it's almost like a lesser of two evils if you can have a scientist that's taking the time to put it out there yeah. and people are going to find it anyways. Is that, is that more or less the argument? Exactly. Something like that, because, you know, all these tests that people take, even though it's, it's pitched as a ancestry test and that's it right there. It's the same technology. It's the same genes that's me measured. You can download the raw data and you, you could, you could actually sit and read it off yourself. Uh, yeah. And you can take it to, there are lots of services online. I mean, we had, uh, we had Craig from DNA Testing Choice, which is a kind of TripAdvisor-like mm. reviews of, of genetic tests. And he said there's more than 300 providers that now sell more than 3,000 tests. And the vast majority of them don't do the kits. They just take um, ancestry tests and run them through algorithms. Um, and there's very little regulation on those, right? It'll just say, yeah. um, you know, it'll spit something out and say, if you have any questions, go talk to your doctor. Um, and the doctor certainly doesn't, doesn't, has never heard of the test before. One, one thing that I thought was really interesting about Im Impute Me is that you have a, a pretty different stance on data privacy. You, uh, if I'm correct, basically say we're going to delete your data within 14 days, um, and what was the thought behind that, that rather than save it for research or worry about consent or those sorts of things, you just say, this is for exploration. Mm. Um, we're going to make it very simple that we, and then you don't have to pay for storage costs, I guess, as well. Well, yeah, 
there, there you said it. Yeah. <laughs> I, Is it I, a practical? I, 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 I save a lot of storage, but it's not only that. It's also like I'm, I'm, a, I'm in it for interest and 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 drive for, for trying to, to discover new stuff. It, in in some ways, I guess it would be an advantage if I had all the data, I could make a a, a study. But in the end, I'm I'm never gonna be able to build a database of people that's better than say a UK biobank or a professional right. GWAS study. Never. Uh, and it's just going to give me a lot of uh, regulatory headache. So the decision was actually pretty easy for me to just say, well, we take it by the European GDPR laws and then my bag is, uh, is clear. Yeah, so, you're, you're covered. That's right. And, and as you said, I also save a lot of money. On <laughs> costs, so. So, yeah, what's um, about how big are these files once you've imputed them? I know. I think it's, it's ten megabytes to upload, but then then pff, they explode, and then suddenly right. they're, like, they're a hundred times the size, or something <laughs> like that. And and I can hang on to that for for fourteen days. But if I, I if I would hang on for all the users, this another goal of this is to make it 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 a, a robust self funded thing. You know, it, it runs on donations. I can do that because I'm very tight on on the storage space and right. the processing cost. I could not do that if I had to have a supercomputer standing behind it all. You you got started with a Kickstarter, right? I think it was uh, about a thousand pounds or ten thousand like Danish kroner or something like that, right? And and then off you go. Yeah, off I off I go, and and then that that was enough to to fund a, a year of computing power and that that was basically enough and 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 the setup now is that it's free to run um i'm actually pretty proud of that so let me explain yeah it's 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 free to run but uh, if you donate 5 us dollars or similar you get bumped uh, in in front of the line and if you think about that that's that's um, that's really well balancing because if few people donate uh, I can't afford so many servers, and right. the queue gets really, really long. And then and somebody then gets people get annoyed, and then yeah. they start donate, and then the the, the queue. Get, I can start more servers, and then the queue gets shorter, and then so I, that's the very way, smart. It's it's eternally balancing and and robust, and and not dependent on funders or investors. Or Did you come up with that idea, or had you seen that working somewhere else? Yeah, I have in in basically all of biology. Negative feedback. Negative feedback loops. Right? <laughs> so it's the same. Yeah. Do Do you get people that um that come back to you to ask lots of follow ups based on the information they receive because you you give such a huge amount of information. Some of it is predictions of things like height, but then there are others that are you know you do breast cancer risk for example. Do you have people that come back and ask questions or um or do people go elsewhere on the internet to and there are loads of forums and those sorts of things. I, I do. I'm not very strong on, what should you say, user support. It's not <laughs> just, and it's not just because I'm lazy. It's also a little bit, I, I don't want to cross that line into being a medical doctor. It's, right. it's, uh, if, if I sit there and, oh, you should, you should take this or that medicine or do that, that that's never and never will be the, the intention of it. On the other hand, working with medical doctors and a specific patient case, I think that's super interesting, but that's another matter. That's not something you just do as a, as a answer an email kind of thing. Right. Well, this is, I mean, I think this is one of the really hard parts about direct consumer testing in general is often there's a lot of work that's put into finding people, doing the test, but then the next step of what happens after you've got a result. We haven't quite worked it out as a, I, I don't know if they've worked it out in Denmark, but they haven't worked it out here in the UK or in the US as far as I can tell. Oh, we have not either here. It's, um, uh, we just, uh, I just 
few months ago published a, an article in, in the Danish Medical Doctors um, Journal. It's in Danish, unfortunately, but it's, um, it's about um, preparing medical doctors like GPs because inevitably they're going to be the first line for this. Right. I, I mean, that's how it always that's is. That's how it always and is, exactly. And, 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 and there's, an, there's no reason changing that system. Uh, people who have a worry about health, anything about their health, they're going to go there. And, and so I think there's a lot of education and giving out information for people in plural, everybody, but there, there also will be for, for medical doctors. The good thing is that's nothing new. That that's how it's always have been. That's that's what GPs right. do, right? They they keep on top of stuff and then they go, okay, this is how it is now. This is the latest in this field in this case than being genetics. Yeah, and well, I guess it uh, we we're interested in genetics, so we get very excited about these things. But eventually, it will just become another part of the healthcare system, right? You can predict uh, somebody's risk of having a heart attack based on their cholesterol levels. And their family history and and there's a lot of evidence suggesting genetics can help with that but it's not the only thing right if you you have to know all this other information like do they smoke do they exercise regularly um, and it really is just a, a piece to the puzzle except in some of the monogenic diseased cases right where you get very damaging mutations exactly that's it's a it's another it's another piece of the puzzle that's a good way to say it and the monogenic diseases well, you know what? You anyway have to go to the clinical genetics department and get a full DNA sequencing. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so what's next for you on this? Are you adding new modules? Are you changing things up? Do, are you um, just excited about the fact that you can run it for free and you can just keep going indefinitely? Or what are you, what's next on the horizon for you? Right, right now, yes to that last thing. But I know then suddenly something new will happen and I'll get yeah. this is exciting. I mean, for it, it's small little optimizations and that sounds boring in a way but i think that's what works that that that's what makes it gives the ability to to incrementally improve it so, so right now my my big thing is that i i want to move from thousand snip scores to literally all the genome scores because right. they are more predictive even though you add in a lot of not so inform informative snips but you know they, they still contribute so so but but it's it's work intensive and it's it's a i just see it as a a long road that that's well this isn't even your this is a this is a fun side project for you right most people this could be a full-time job but you're doing research full-time yeah i am but you know there's a lot of synergy to it so yeah of course <laughs> what's your main research interest right now well my main re research interest is uh, is genome-wide association studies that, that's what i i publish on and and, and will will continue to publish on and 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 as i said synergy i mean that just fits perfectly right it's, it's right the gwas studies are the the raw material the sum stats that the summary stats statistics that you get out of that that's exactly that's going to be the output that you need as input for calculating for the polygenic scores genetic risk yes the polygenic risk scores. Right. well great no it's very fascinating i don't want to take too much of your time um so just want to say thanks for the great conversation it was really good to learn about what you're doing oh you're welcome thank you um, so if people want to keep in touch with you or follow your work, they can obviously visit the website. It's impute.me. 
Uh, you have a Twitter handle as well, right? I mean, I, I don't see it as like uh, opinions about stuff. It's basically like a, now, <laughs> now, now there's the next update. That's what I use it for. Right, right. So if they're really interested in keeping I, track of how this I thing think, evolves. I think there's something like four tweets per year. <laughs> Great. I would say <laughs> That's now, good. I have, now, now I have listeners and it's, it's a good opportunity. What I would really like is uh, it helps a lot when people find something they stumble on or could be a bug, could be a, a mistake. Tell me. This is how right. you, you have it. It's all on GitHub, right? So if anybody and people can contribute too, right? Are you open to people helping out? I'm very open. And in fact, now I'm talking to people in, in a greater audience. Please do. Great. Wonderful. Okay. So uh, yeah, you can find it on impute.me. Thanks everyone for listening. And as always, you can send us any feedback that you have, including guests you'd like to see on the show uh, to podcast at sonogenetics.com. And we read and respond to all the emails. Um, we'd love it if you could share the podcast with a friend or leave us a review on iTunes, whether you like it or not. Every bit of feedback helps. And then finally, you can feel free to check out our website, sanogenetics.com, to learn more about some of the research projects we're supporting, as well as some of these topics, including imputation, polygenic risk scores, as well as uh, the genetics of mental health on our blog. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.